Yes, we in the building, people. What it do? What it do? What it do? Welcome back to the MM Talks with your boy Jed and me, your boy Fabian. Let's go. Yes, get it. It is a splendid afternoon, a splendid Friday afternoon. I am feeling absolutely splendid. I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling wonderful. I'm feeling fantastic. Oh, I'm we can see, bro. All of these things. Yeah, you know, you glowing right I now. I feel it. I feel it. Got a so. nice little hoodie on right there. Ooh. Oh, it's keeping me warm, that's for sure. It's keeping oh, yeah. me warm. I see it, I see it, bro. I see it, I see um, it. Bro, how has your week been? How have you been? Bro, I love Fridays, you know, coming to see my bro, getting in front of the camera, motivating the people. It's been a splendid week, motivational week. It's been grinding, it's been ups, it's been downs, but I love every second of it, bro. And it's amazing to be here. Bro, I'm pumped, I'm pumped. You just gave me mad energy because you showed me some stuff that we obviously we're working on. We don't tell you everything. Shh. So yeah, seeing some stuff that we're working on, I can't wait to when it starts dropping and we start letting the world know what we're really about. Yes, sir. Yeah, bro. So yeah, you've been good. I've been good. What are we talking about this week today, bro? So this week, uh, we've been we've been getting a couple messages from a couple of people, a lot of uh, supporters and things like that. You know, mentioning mental health, and yeah. it's been a first of all, it's a topic that me and you openly talk about, and it's a topic that is slowly coming more and more to the forefront and to the front of society. 100%. And specifically what we're going to talk about because it's the experience we understand is mental health yeah. uh, for men and potentially how things like toxic masculinity, how uh, being a man and being masculine somehow in some people's minds, in society's minds, contradicts that of being open 100%. and taking care of 100%. your mind. And that's that's what's on the conversation for today, my bro. Yeah, but I think it's kind of a little too... That look good. That is good. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that yeah. So that's exactly what we're going into today. I'm gonna to talk about my personal mental battles that I had to go through through life. I think I'm gonna let you more into my kind of thing because basically every episode I don't really share a lot, but I'm gonna share a lot more today. Obviously, I try to give you a bit more of my side, things I've been through, and the whole thing. It's okay to talk about things you've been through to some people that care about you or someone that you can confide in um confined 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 i don't know what i said there but yeah <laughs> so you can do that with and actually yeah man just it's okay to be sad at times yes sir like sometimes you've got to cry and get it all out to try and get somewhere to actually be manageable and actually to be physically able to do anything 100%. so yeah so it's okay it is okay mm -hmm. that's what we're going to talk about today yep but so yeah. um i want to start off with with talking about my personal experience with going through um uh my battle with my mental health and, and, yeah. and adjusting to to my mind and being in my mind um i when i was younger yeah and this was this was before i met you i was about 13 maybe 12 13 okay. i had a breakdown and i don't yeah. know if i've actually ever told you this so this might be sure. this might be a whole new thing for the yeah. listeners and for you bro um so i yeah i had a mental breakdown i was yeah. i was in my room and I was going through some 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 stuff that at the time felt like the whole world was on top of me, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and it had all piled on top. And I, you know, there were some troubles with my family. There were some pressures that I were taking on that were not my responsibility. Um, there was, I think there was a relationship issue as well at the time for me. Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah, know, yeah, high school, no, no, secondary school <laughs> things. So it, it all piled up and I had a breakdown. And I cried nonstop for eight hours. Uh, wow. My eyes hurt, and, but I just couldn't stop crying. I just yeah. could not stop crying. Um and my mum, who my mum's an incredible woman. She's a she was a mental health nurse, yeah. Um, for years and years and years, and so she she came and she found me, and and you know she was worried, but she did something that I'm really grateful for, and she took me to uh, the GP. Yeah. And the GP was like, "Yep, I 
I'm going to diagnose you with depression. Yeah. Where, um, you know, I had suicidal thoughts and suicidal actions, actually. I tried, you know, I tried. We've all been there. And, um, and so I then was uh, fast-tracked. Because, because I, was, I was having suicidal thoughts, I was fast-tracked to seeing a therapist. Okay. And seeing a counsellor. And over the space of the next six months, a year and further, I saw this counsellor. Sarah Jane Ellis is her name. And yeah. she, bro, changed my life. Like just not to cut you off, I still want you to go on that, and yeah. I just want you to speak a bit more about counselling because I've never actually got counselling before, and yeah. I'm sure everyone's counselling experience is different. Mm-hmm. So you going to see it like you say you said she changed your life. Like I do want you to like obviously tell the views more, tell me more about it because I actually want to know like what you experience when you go to the counsellor. How do you feel open to actually share your actual thoughts with them? Yeah, of course. So the there are there are different types of therapy. There are different yeah. types of counselling, and the. The therapy I had, the counselling I had was called cognitive behavioural therapy. Okay. And from my understanding, I'm not a therapist and I didn't do a psychology degree. But from what I remember uh, was basically the whole point of cognitive behavioural therapy is changing how you think about things to change how you feel about things to also change how you behave about things. So it's all about it was all about being aware of what I was thinking at the time. Yeah. And so my problem, the, the challenges that I was facing at the time... I would internalize them. So every single thing that went wrong, yeah. I would put on myself, um, okay. which is something that I know a lot of people struggle with. You know, they, 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 they see something go wrong and they put it on themselves. And, and I would do that. I would blame myself for things that were going wrong, even when they weren't really my fault. Uh, and so my therapist decided that the best way to, to, challenge that ta- to challenge that was to give me cognitive behavioral therapy yeah. as opposed to some other ones. And basically what we worked on was me understanding my thoughts understanding why I think certain things and going through the process of breaking down uh, those thoughts into a healthy thought process instead of a negative one. Because the process would be, something's gone wrong. Oh, it's my fault. Oh, I'm worth nothing. Oh, I want to kill myself. That would be kind of the the cycle. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And her whole plan was, when something goes wrong, was to cut off the thought that was like, oh, it's my fault. So to go from... Because once you go, oh, it's my fault, fault... If you have no security within yourself and no strength within yourself, it's very easy to then go further and deeper down into that hole until yeah. you, you feel empty and feel, feel lost. And so the whole plan was to break the thought process of the domino effect of a thing going wrong and then me blaming myself. And so we spent months and months and months. And what I did was she gave me a thought journal. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would go home and write down my thoughts. And then, and then what she would ask me to do is spend 10 minutes looking through it and being like, why did I think the thoughts that I thought? Yeah. The thoughts that I thought. Um, and so that was the process that we, we had for, for months and months and months. And once I started to understand why I think certain things, it changed my understanding of how powerful my mind is. And that, I think, is actually where motivational moments came from. Yeah. was me being aware, through the therapy I'd had a few years before that, that if I control my thoughts, I can control how I feel. And I don't think that's taught enough. I don't think that's taught anywhere, really, at a level that, that can really empower people. I think 100%, a lot, right, 100%. But I think a lot of people are taught that their feelings are what drives them. And, and for some people, that's really true. But there is a process which you can take for certain people where your thoughts can drive your feelings. Yeah. And then your thoughts drive your actions and your behaviours. And you can control those thoughts. Yeah. A lot of people, think, I think, fall victim to feelings and thoughts as opposed to being controlling of them. Mm. Um, and so when I went through therapy, I was taught to, first of all, the power of controlling my thoughts. But secondly, something that depression does and it's spoken about a little bit, is it hollows out your character. Um, for me, I would literally spend two weeks on the floor doing nothing, just laying there. Yeah. Not being able to sleep, 
but also not feeling the energy or the motivation to wake up, to get up, to move. Yeah. Um, and so what, what my therapist did, which is a beautiful thing, what, the best thing I think my, anybody's, the best piece of advice or information anybody's ever given me, right, was you see how you currently have nobody in you. Like, all my character had disappeared. All my character had been destroyed by yeah. this depression. There was nobody within me. I didn't exist, right, in my mind. She said, you see how you are nobody right now? I said, yeah. She said, that then means you have the potential to be anybody. She said, right now, you can create the person you want to be. Yeah. She said, because there's nothing in you, you have the opportunity to do what you want. And so the second that I heard that, everything changed for me. And I, it kind of turned into like Madden or 2K. You know yeah. when you're creating a player? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, who would the best version of me be? Yeah. And so I started to look at, at my heroes. I started to look at like a Serena Williams or Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And I was like, what are the characteristics of them that I really love and, and admire? And how can I put them into myself? Okay, so. How can I create a person who I admire? And so I took the positive thought process that, that I had created with her and I applied that to creating myself. And I just looked at endless inspirations, mm -hmm. endless uh, people who, who motivate and challenge me to grow. And I just applied them to me. And that's what has led me to become the person that I, I am very proud to be now. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like really you, you recreated yourself through the people that motivated you mm -hmm. to show you a bit of light of what you could be. Yeah, no, exactly that, exactly yeah. that. And, and yeah, like I said, best, best advice I've ever had in my life. Because first of all, it took me away from being suicidal. And yeah. second of all, it made me into the person I love. Yeah. And like, I, I am so happy to be myself and to love myself. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's the best thing, bro. It's good. And so are you saying, so you didn't find someone you basically confined in, but you had your therapist that was the person that you spoke to to find yourself again, to actually get to a bit of like living state and a bit of mental state for yourself? Yeah, so, so I, at the time, I couldn't talk to a single person. Yeah. In, 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 in my head, I felt like I couldn't talk to a single person. Uh, I did know I could talk to my mum, yeah. um, but I wasn't 100%. And so after I'd had therapy, when I came out on the other side, I became more open. Yeah. And that was when I found the people who I am friends with today, like you. Like, yeah, I know yeah, I can yeah. be 100% open with you and there's no judgment. Well, 100%. Um, and, and now I surround myself with the people I know I can be open with and loving and talk to without a fear of judgment yeah. and without any insecurity or anxiety within me to, to bring it up. So I, I found people who represented that openness that I had in my therapist. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant, bro. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it and thank you for showing the people exactly what you kind of went through through your stages as well. But just to break it up a little bit, I want to go through the part to say, so nowadays, you're in a, a mental state where you control your thoughts, you control your feelings, and you're happily able to express your feelings. Yeah. Who would you say, or how would you say, when you're feeling at a low point, what would you do to get back to the happy mental state? So when you're at a down moment, let's say, for instance, back when... You had your injury. I yeah. remember you told me there was a times when you said I was at a real low point. Yeah, yeah. What did you do to get back out of that low point to start to drive again? That, first of all, that's an incredible question, bro. <laughs> that's such a good question. Um, and it's so valuable um, because I ask myself that every day still. I still ask myself, what can I do to catch myself if I'm falling? Yeah. Um, so, it's, and also it's incredible that you brought up my, my injury because yeah. before my injury and now, now I have a fully, fully movable body. Yeah. Um, if I'm feeling low in my mind, mm -hmm. I go for a walk or go for a run or do 50 press-ups. Yeah. And that initially uh, creates a chemical response in my brain that relieves, releases endorphins. And endorphins are the chemical that bring, bring a form of happiness. And so once I do that, 
it's a tiny snap which changes my perception on the day and can help me get going. But the, the challenge was when I had my injury, I couldn't do those physical activities because yeah. I couldn't move. So that, that was a brand new challenge for me. And so I was like, if I can't get a chemical response from moving, um, which is a, like a cheat, which I always thought was like a hack. It was like mm-hmm. a cheat code to just get in that better mood. Um, I had to find another way. And so what I did was I would start to read. I would start to think proactively. So almost use my thoughts to move, if that, was, if, that, yeah. if that makes sense. So think, okay, if I could go anywhere right now, what would I do? And then I would say, right, I'm going to go to Australia. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I do when I get to Australia? And I would proactively plan a journey in my head and I would plan a life. Amazing. So Amazing. what I'm doing is I'm opening up the reality in here because I can't open it up out there. And, and that worked a treat because then I'd get super excited and I'd be like, oh, okay, how do I work towards that? How do I feel better? Yeah. Um, but there is one thing that I haven't said yet that I think is incredibly important is that there are some days where I do, I did just feel real low. And like there were times... They happen. That's, and, and I think that's what we're trying to show in this episode is that there are days that you will feel low, but yeah. those days come and go. That's the whole, yeah. that's the whole, that's the whole thing. They yeah. do come and go. Mm-hmm. Like it's called the past for a reason. Because yeah. it's the past, you can't bring it back. Mm-hmm. It's called the present because it happens now. Yeah. Like literally. So yeah. 100% bro bro that was a great question now um, now I have a question for you uh, let's go we've spoken to me about how a, a dark moment in my in my life and how I how I dealt, how I dealt with it yeah. I would like to ask you a similar question bro uh, so I will probably go pretty deep on that yep so before we do that I know you have some questions to oh, ask oh I do you. have some questions you're so completely right I'm going to allow you to give the viewers a break because yeah. we went kind of serious just there yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm not back to just Hit okay. them again that's with the seriousness because I'm ready to go. Like you already told you before this that I'm gonna experience it and show them like it's great. I'm a happy person. Yeah. And show you the reason why I am a happy person and I try to take life every day to the fullest and I try to enjoy as much as I can and I kick all the negativity into the drain because I don't need it. We no. people don't need it in their life. It does come around but you gotta deal with it and get rid of it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So okay, I, I got some lighter questions on, on okay. before, before we go even deeper. Let's go. So I'm gonna ask you two of them and then, then I'm gonna save the last one for the for the final final part of the of, okay, the, of, the, of the pod. So first one, simple. We've had a good theme of food going you know Ooh, we had you we know had, i like food we had what's your favorite midnight snack we yeah. had how do you have a sandwich all of them stuff there yeah. tea or coffee all them ones there yeah. so i'm gonna ask you first off off the bat first of all shout out to all my italians out there if you could only have one for the rest of your life would you choose to either have pizza or pasta pasta okay T- tell the people why my bro all right you want to know why because pizza okay you've got a few options but do you know how far you can go with pasta because you do re- realize mac and cheese is pasta right oh for real it's right? pasta you right that's one then you've got carbonara that's a pasta Ooh. then you've got pesto pasta Ooh. yeah don't forget with the great parmesan on the top parmesan then obviously you've got your bolognese Oof. or then you've got your classical pasta have you seen the one they've been doing on tiktok where they basically chop a load of cherry tomatoes mm. right Pull it in a baking tray, put mm. a bit of feta cheese in the middle, mm. olive oil, bit of seasoning, and they basically they let the tomatoes roast. Mm. And once the tomatoes roast, they mix it all up into a paste. Then they boil the pasta, and then once the pasta's finished boiled, they put that into that paste, mix it all together, a bit of cheese on top, boom. I'm having that this weekend. That's a wrap. It's done. I'm yeah. having that this it's, yeah, it's, it's over. Different well, game. Well, I'm actually about to cook probably curry goat, mac and cheese, rice Ooh. and peas, and barbecue wings this weekend. So yeah, shout out that. You said barbecue wings on top of all of that? Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 this, I'm, where's this at? I'm coming through. Like, yeah, bro, listen, you want a care package, I get you a care package, you know? Remember, like, you live close to work. So okay. 
I yeah, got I you. Need that. I need yeah, that. I need no worries, that. Okay, bro. okay. And don't forget, lasagna is pasta as well. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. this is why pizza. I could throw away pizza, but pasta. Yep. Like it's like obviously when you're a gym goer, you got your tuna pasta just has oh, a mix of milk. Like you're there. Yeah, like, you're right. Like you could do so much with pasta. Like hold on, we for, we also forgetting about ravioli. And I'm not talking about tin stuff. I'm talking about the fresh stuff. Yeah. That. Anyway, let me start. Yeah. yeah, I'm hungry. I'm yeah, hungry. Yeah, we, yeah, need I'm hungry to, we need to. We need to have the stream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great okay. Question, cool. Bro. And you Great know question. what? Like, I don't even need to respond because you answered it for both of us. Yeah. Pasta. It's definitely pasta. Yeah, and it's definitely pasta. pasta. Yeah, hundred percent. It's okay. spicy meat. The ball. Hey! Shout out to all the Italians out there. Y'all make some Italians. great. Get me. Food. Shout out to my olive skin, beautiful people. Woo woo! Go. Okay. So next one, and this this is a, a different one, and I feel like maybe this is one. This is a question I always like people asking me. Yeah. And so like. Let's go. I'm here. So, uh, what is your favorite film of all time, my bro? Oh, I like this one. I do like this one. So, I have to go. See, there's only one film that always comes to mind at first. Yeah. And it's Rush Hour. Okay. I think because I grew up watching Rush Hour a lot, but there is another film, childhood film for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. is Roger Rabbit. Oh! Okay, uh, Roger Who Rabbit. Frame Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yes, like, sir. that film right there is my old school. Like I remember recording it because it came on Channel Five, and I put the video in the in the video recorder, pressing record, and making sure it recorded, mm-hmm. and then stopping it when the adverts come on, so you don't record the adverts, so you save like recording time on the video. And yeah, that was a great film for me. Um, but Rush Hour is my go-to film that I put on any time of the day, any time of the year, and I'd watch it no matter what. Yeah, Rush so, Hour. I remember watching it. As a child, and it's yeah. the only adult movie I remember watching as a child. Yeah. Like, I remember watching Toy Story and Lion King and all them ones. But yeah. like my brother and my mum would watch older movies because like yeah, they yeah, were yeah, older. And like I remember watching Rush Hour with them and just crying laughing. Yeah. And the fact that I was a child and I could laugh at, at that kind of a movie shows just how funny it was. Okay. And and Jackie Chan, hilarious. And Christopher. Christopher. Oh, they're yeah. so funny. Yeah. They're so funny. So yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. Um, for me now. This is one that's always contentious because I like to think of myself as a little bit of a movie buff. I feel like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, I feel like I, could, I should be a director. So it changes a couple of times for me, but sometimes it's The Godfather. Yeah. And The Godfather is a great movie, but actually. Big my, boy movie. Big boy movie. You know them ones big there. Jay Z's favourite movie as well. Yeah. So, you know, big that's good company movie. there. But for me, it's a movie called The City of God. Have you seen City of God? I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. So, City of God, I have a movie poster because yeah. because I love it so much. It's based in um, the outskirts of Rio de Janeiro in the early two thousands. Wow! Um, and it really f- it's gonna be crazy, bro. It follows. It's in Portuguese. It's in it's in it's in Brazilian. Yeah. Uh, in Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese, and um, it follows the life of a young man, a boy at a start who kind of slowly becomes a young man yeah. who turns who wants to be a photographer. But, okay. but because he's from the poorest areas outside Rio, he he doesn't have many opportunities to do that. And yeah. it's kind of his life documenting growing up around gangs and around, around the violence and the the warfare that, that was within there from not just from other people, but also from like the, the government who were, tra- who were over policing the area and things like that. It's incredible. And it ends up with him becoming this photographer, but also because he was so close to the crazy things that were happening. 
Bro, the storytelling is beautiful. The acting is incredible. I'm gonna have to check this one out. Yeah, and it's yeah. visually so beautiful as well. It's not yeah. just that's why I said as soon as you said it, so the location, I said yeah, it's gonna yeah. be crazy. Bro, it's shots of like R- Rio de Janeiro, the beaches, yeah. the the beautiful spaces around it. It's incredible, and yeah, I I absolutely adore that movie. I'd recommend it to anybody. I'd also recommend Rush Out to anyone because that's hilarious as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just to keep it on that fact, keeping it on um, on a more lighter note as well, let's go with. I would like to know your yep. number one. Now we're gonna get you got two series, your yeah. two number one series, right? Oh. One can be serious and yeah. one can be chilled. Oh, bro, you gotta do me like that. <gasps> You're crazy. So you know what? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna take it to us. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So for me, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go way left. People, people won't even. Yeah. A lot of people who listen to this might not even know this show yet. And it's it's actually this is the this is the light one. Yeah. The light one is uh, My Hero Academia, and it's an okay. anime. It's an anime. I'm gonna say you know what he might have said. I bet he's gonna say an anime. He's gonna say an anime. Hundred percent. He's gonna say an anime. You know what? Like everything I wanna be is in My Hero Academia. Like okay. the, the 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 main character Deku. He is. He, no matter what challenges come his way, he's like, I can't stop. I gotta keep going. I will never give up. And I'm like, Yeah, that's who I want to be every single yeah, day. Yeah, I hate you. So, I hate you. Okay. so it's it's a cartoon and it's fun, but like it also challenges in a in a very interesting way. It challenges me to be better yeah. because I always want to keep going. And the main character is this kid who never used to have superpowers. Then he's given superpowers, and he basically has to keep going. And while he's learning this thing, and it's. Uh, incredible! I love it. 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 So yeah, My Hero Academia, favorite lighthearted show. Okay. Then my favorite serious show, bro. So I want to say I want. Can I say two? Yeah, I'm can gonna I say I, in my head I've got, I've got to say three. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you see what I'm saying? So so there are two. So one is Breaking Bad. Yeah. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Of course. Oh, Breaking. You know what? From the from the first episode yeah. where man is man is. Running down the the, the desert, desert in, in just his briefs yeah, yeah, and that yeah, yeah, and that yeah. shirt, bro, ridiculous! Like yeah. absolutely ridiculous! Incredible performances from a lot of incredible people. Um, yeah, Heisenberg is different. Heisenberg if you want to see a true villain, Heisenberg yeah. is different. And what I like about Breaking Bad is how I describe it to people is that the first two seasons of Breaking Bad yeah. is all about knowing the characters. Yeah, that's what I say. Because people go, oh, it's so long to get into. I said because there's so many characters that have key moments in this film. If you don't realize who they are mm. in the first two series, you get lost. Mm. And I think it's such a beautiful and amazing way they've they've actually orchestrated that actual series. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. Um, and yeah, the, then the other one that I'd like to say is uh, is Spike Lee's She's Got to Have It. Uh, yeah. it's, it was a film that he recorded early on in the 80s I, was gonna say, I think I remember that yeah. yeah and he actually starred in it as Mars Blackman now I like to see myself as a little bit of a Mars Blackman he's a sneakerhead he's very excited very eccentric very out yeah. there um, so like I like that but it, it follows this, this this woman who has three relationships three relationships at the same time she's trying to make it as an artist in New York and it follows just her her life and yeah I just find it as really interesting commentary um, but also some there are some very powerful messages in there yeah. as well so yeah that's for me what about you my bro okay so where do I start where do I start where do I start with? so I want to go with Sirius first mm-hmm. so Sirius had finished watching a couple months ago and that was Queen of the South okay now, the reason why I call that my series is because I love the journey she takes to get to the top. Okay. Because obviously, it's all about, it's like the cartel kind of feeling, it's set in Mexico, it's set in um, 
the south, south southern states of America, and but it's all about this young woman who starts off just normal, doing not even involved in drugs, mm-hmm. and she gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. She starts to be trafficked. Yeah. So she's in this traffic where she's a prisoner at first. Yeah. The scenes of her even part where she almost gets raped and she gets Jeez. out of it. Yeah. To being this big cartel boss owning like the southern hemisphere of America. Wow. Cartel game. Wow. Or the drug game. Wow. To the point of like she now has people calling her Hefe, the boss. Hey. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I, I completely love the journey and the Fifth season's coming out April 7th, and I can't wait to see that. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. April 7th? Yeah. Guys, do you think I can get through four seasons in two weeks? Because I, like, I feel like that's what I've got to I do. Think you, I think you should. I think you should. It's crazy. I feel like that's what yeah. I've got to do. I've got, yeah. got to get through this. Yeah. So, a lot of people yeah. like will say power and all that's great and everything, but that one I love it because I love her journey. Yeah, like, yeah, All yeah, the yeah, other yeah. things, you, like, they get into it and they're already a boss or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you see her, Going like I said, way. from the bottom. Yeah. And you see the things she has to get through and it's that whole thing like, yeah, you're a boss now. Yeah, it's yeah. going from people where she's scared of people, now people scared of her. Yes, sir. And, that, and it's absolutely crazy. Now, for the lighthearted, I'm going to say two. One I'm going to say is Weeds. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the reason why I say Weeds because I think it was one of the things I thought was very funny and a great watch. And my mum got me into it many years ago, back yeah. when Play.com was around mm-hmm. and Tesco were doing the whole DVDs through the, through the, um, through the door. Yeah. So before Netflix, I like, used to get through the door, we used to get like season one, disc one, and they'd be like, oh, let's go, let's go. It's just four or five episodes and then we'd watch it. Yeah. And it used to be amazing. That used to be our thing we used to do every Sunday. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. So yeah, Weeds is a great, nice, calm watch. It's not too like you have to concentrate too much but I think it's a very fun watch to know to see what she has to go through it's all about Nancy Bodwin Nancy who is basically a single single mother yep. widow to two kids and she basically starts selling weed and she tries to expand goes out with a DA agent and it gets wow. goes on and yeah, on yeah, yeah. that there. sounds like a good time yeah, it's literally a really really good watch and the second watch I really enjoyed um Actually, only on YouTube. Okay. And it is round two, the shop. So round two is a bunch of guys that started a company, mm-hmm. and basically it was a started a reselling um store. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they started in Vancouver, and basically you could go in there, sell your sneakers, and someone would buy them, mm-hmm. or you could buy someone's old sneakers. Yeah. But they kept them in good condition. Then they started having like all these old thrift T-shirts, these old school T-shirts like DMX, yeah. Run DMC. And they had like the old Chicago ones, this old Supreme, and like it's a, such a cool show. Like yeah. seeing what people come in with, and like you had people that would go thrifting and they would get like say twenty t shirts for say twenty dollars and come back and these guys are giving them fifty dollars a shirt. Wow. wow! So you think like the come up some of these guys are making is it's amazing and people coming up with so coming in with so so many things that they've had for ages. Yep. And again, it was a great great couple seasons on there. Very light-hearted. If you're into trainers, if you're into that kind of hype beast, what they call it, with the Supreme, the Baker stuff, it's good to see what people come through with. And I got to visit one of the sh- stores in LA a couple of years, like an amazing place. Wow, okay. Amazing place. I'm going to check that out because, yeah. you know, it supports the entrepreneur in me. You know, I just want to yeah. see that happening. And, yeah, bro, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, very cool watch. Like, especially when you watch some of the earlier episodes, mm-hmm. seeing what people come in with and what they get, yeah. you're like, what? Yeah, And like, yeah. the guy will tell you, like, how much you get these t-shirts for? He'll be like, I got like, I got like 50 of them for like 20 bucks. You know? Wow. 
and then he's work he's walking away with twenty bucks a shirt now. Jeez, that's not bad. You know that's what I mean? It's like, it's a bit crazy, bro. It's crazy. So yeah, so yeah, round two and weeds will be my light hearted, and then my bit serious more will be Queen of the South. Okay, fantastic, fantastic options, yeah, fantastic choices, guys. Go check any of those out. If you haven't seen them, go check them out. Yeah, we, great you know, Hopefully, we provided you with more content to enjoy. Yeah. Now. Uh, I, I know you mentioned you prefaced this earlier with saying things might get a little bit more more serious. Yeah, hundred percent, bro, hundred percent. But so yeah, tell us your story, my bro, please. So yeah, so obviously we're here. We're here talking about mental health, mm-hmm. how we get through it. Some men don't talk about what they've been through. Yeah, and obviously because they find it hard to talk about it. Now, for me, my hardest point in life was when I lost my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in two thousand and eleven, two weeks before my seventeenth birthday. And probably one of the emotional days I will ever remember because I thought I should have died that day. It's, I can't put it any other way. I literally felt that morning I woke up, I shouldn't have been alive. Mm-hmm. And it was that way for a long, long while, every day waking up thinking that. Um, and I went through so many emotions. And I remember like my nan and my, my great aunts and my great uncles saying, I know you think God doesn't exist. But he always takes the best first. And there's one sentence that my aunt, that's pretty much a pastor now, said at my mum's funeral. She said, death is an escalator. They said, when you're in that line, you can't come out of it. Mm -hmm. No one doesn't know when they're going to die. She said, it's not a case if you can jump the queue, jump to the front or jump to the back or change your place in the queue. You've got your ticket, it has a number on it. And when your ticket's called... You go. That's it. And it made... Like, it really hit me because I think it's like... It's so true because... There's not one person on this earth that can tell me they know when they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Even if you choose that you're going you're gonna to take your life tonight or, mm-hmm. or next week or mm-hmm. on the next day, that choice was, wasn't made for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, already, it was already known. There's only one person or one thing that knew that was going to happen already. Mm-hmm. And that person's not here. Mm-hmm. So it really hit me a lot and... The feelings and the mental battle I went through for two to the first two to three years was absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's things like going through things and actually seeing like, okay, so I need to actually figure out my emotions again. Because there'd be times where I'd watch an advert and I'd cry my eyes out. Like, one of my favourite films of all time is called In Time Mm -hmm. and it's featuring Justin Timberlake and the whole concept of the film is that time is on your wrist Mm -hmm. like yeah so like literally when I think you hit you get to 21 or 25 and the clock starts ticking oh damn so basically you might have two days to live and now you get paid in time Mm -hmm. you go to work and you get paid and and that's how it starts and there's a scene where his mum ain't got enough time to buy to get on the bus to go meet her son who's going to give her time to get through the next day. Yeah. And she has to run to meet him. Yeah. And there's a scene where they're running at each other and basically she dies in his arms. Oh, no. And I've watched it so many times before when mum was around and didn't get emotional. Mm. Now, every time I watch that film, I see that scene, I cry. Really? Because for me, it's like, people hear me say like, yeah, his mum passed away when he was young and everything, but it's like I said to you earlier, mm-hmm. How many people know that I had to put my dead mum in a recovery position? Yeah. And it's like, I don't share that with people because I'm thinking like, I can't tell you that because you just have to imagine it. Yeah. 
I said, going through it and waking up and seeing that picture every day and knowing you're here and they're not there. Mm. It's like I said to you before, it was me, my mum against the world. Yeah. So when that one person goes and somehow I got to continue with my life, mm-hmm. like that one person I was supposed to go everywhere with, that one person took me to the other side of the world, mm-hmm. got me my first job. Because of her, I was managed to get a job straight out of school. Yeah. And that was all gone. And all of a sudden, you've been told, now you've got to be a man. Now you've got to grow up. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to pay all the bills. Yeah. Otherwise, you've got to find somewhere else to go. And it's, that's the kind of things I said. I don't share that with everyone. Mm. Because in my head, I think, I don't need to share that depression side of me mm. for you to accept me. Like, I can say I've been through stuff. I say it all the time. Everyone's been through stuff. Mm. And we all have our mental battles that we go through. I remember the first... That first night when mum passed, I didn't sleep. Mm. I sat at my uncle's computer in my nan's house, watching and listening to YouTube all night long. Mm. And my nan woke up in the morning and said, did you get any sleep? I said, maybe an hour. Because mm. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't wrap my head around that what's happened. Mm-hmm. Like, still understanding, mum is not here. Like, I'm going home, but mum is not here. Mm. I remember cleaning out my mum's bedroom. It happened so quick because... My brain just started moving. Look what my brain said to it, started saying to me, if you stop now, son, you, got, you ain't going to stop crying. Mm-hmm. Because for the first night, I didn't stop crying. So my brain started telling me, if you stop again, you know what's going to happen. You need to keep moving. And for the, I think the following year or two years after that, all I did is work, play football. I kept myself so busy because any time I stopped... Mm my emotions started to kick in. So I suppressed my emotions and that was the mental battle I was going through because I knew if I didn't suppress my emotions, I started to feel depressed. I started to feel sorry for myself. I started to think, why am I even alive? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember like, it's, it's that mental battle, like that whole thing of wanting to take your life. People think it's just like, oh, it's normal. I said, nah. Like, I worked in the city. I used to walk over... I used to stop myself walking over Waterloo Bridge because I said, I want to jump every time I walk over that bridge. Yeah. And I used to to tell some of my friends, I think, like, that's the mad thing. It's not even a case of, like, I picture myself jumping. It's like, I can't walk over that bridge because I can see me just leaping over. Not of a case of standing on the side. I just want to jump over. Yeah. And I remember saying to some of my friends, for the first two years that mum passed away, I said... Yeah, life's over. I die when I die. And that's how I felt. For ages, I was like, I could go tomorrow. My life's done anyway. And it wasn't after time I started to realise, like, you know what? That's not how my mum wanted me to think. And I started to have to get into myself and say, you know what? Now we need to actually change the game. Now we need to show everyone what you can do. You need to show what you still can be. And like it got, it still was a mental battle because when you lose someone that close, like for my family, that was the rock, that was the center. Yeah. My mum kept everything together. Like imagine my my aunt would call my mom, speak to my mum every night. I say to some of my friends, you know how mad it is to just all of a sudden stop that. And I'm talking about for years, that like, you think someone you speak to every day for the last three years just disappears. Or your whole life, should I say. And it's just gone. That's just, it's, it's over. Like, and I think 
How do you go through that? And that's what in, in my head I kept saying to myself. It started to go, you need to be strong for your family. Because if I break down, my whole family breaks down. Because yeah. that's all I can think is like, because if I show the weakness, my family thinks it's okay to be weak. Yeah. But I understand it's upsetting. It's crying. Like, you got to cry and like, you got to get it out. Like, I feel it for my nan. That's why I'm here for my nan now. Because I realise, you know what? I can't lose my nan like, like I lost my mum. Because mom, I woke up one morning and my mum was just gone. Mm. There was no bias, there was no nothing, it was good night. And that was it. Yeah. And that's why like, I check on my nan all the time now because I feel like I can't have that. I'm not trying to get that call and know that I didn't speak to my nan for like three to four weeks. Yeah. And that mental battle, like I said, it changed. Had to, and like you said about when you went to um, see the... I can't even get the name. The psychologist? Yeah, therapist. Yeah, therapist, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I never had any of that. Mm. Like, the biggest thing I had was my boss at the time because he was like a father figure to me. And there'll be mums, some of my mum's birthdays will go past and I'll be sitting in a shop in the middle of the central London crying my eyes out. And I call him, I said, I can't do this. Like, I said, I'm just, I'm sitting there crying. Yeah. I said, I'm supposed to serve customers. How am I supposed to serve customers? And I can't control my emotions going through me right now. Yeah. And he said, go home. So just take a day it's alright just take a day it, it, it gets like that yeah. and I didn't realise he understood what it was like because he lost his dad at, at a certain point and his dad was very close to my mum but I never understood that because mm. mum was still around so you know like you don't understand death until it really hits you that close yeah. like and people would be like oh yeah but I get it like my friend and I'm thinking like your friend and your parent is two different things yeah like it's different, like, you're my friend, but you're, like, my family. Mm. So it's completely different. So I get I get that. And I've had friends that have lost people close to them over the years, and they come to me and say, how do you do it? Yeah. Like, how did you actually do it? And I say, you take every day, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I said, because people keep thinking life's hard, but <laughs> life's hard because death is that easy. Because once it goes, that's it. Yeah. Like, literally, that is, it, it, it just, it's over. And it's like I said, like, I was there and I had to, like, I didn't make that call for the ambulance because the way it all happened that morning was so fast was that my mum's friend knocked at the door. Like, that whole morning was a blur. I just remember seeing my mum and that was it. I couldn't do anything else. Mm -hmm. And going on to that, it's the little things I remember. It's the little things I remember of me and my family trying to go and sort out at the funeral. Mm -hmm not finding a date where we can have the funeral because they're telling us, oh, two months, three months, or they're saying, oh, you can't do that week, we can't do that next week. And the only date that we got available was the day before my birthday. Mm. And my family was like to me, no, we can't do that, we can't do that. I said, I'm not waiting two months to put my mum to rest. Yeah. If it has to be before my birthday, it has to be before my birthday. I don't care. You think I care about my birthday anymore? Like, like in my head, I was like, like literally going through my head, I said, I don't care. Like, mm. you, like I don't think like they realise that. Like, at that point in time, my life didn't matter. Mm. Birthdays didn't matter. Christmas didn't matter. Like, New Year's didn't matter. Nothing mattered anymore because in my head, I was thinking, like, I can't enjoy none of this no more. Mm. And it gets to the point in us, when I see people down about themselves and, and they can't talk or, like, they get depressed about life and I'm thinking, like, do you know how magical life is? Mm. It's like when my friends are, are having newborn babies and I'm thinking, do you know how magical it is to give life? Because life can get taken away just like that. Mm-hmm. 
like, this is why, like, I say to people, I'm so, like, energetic or I'm so passionate about life or I just try to live life to the fullest and enjoy it because when you get cut deep, it could be lost in a relationship, it could be lost of a loved one, you get dropped. Like, it's not not for six, it's you get dropped. Yeah. Not passed out, you're just lying on the floor, mobilised, you can't move. You can see everything happening, but your body doesn't know what to do. Your mind is blank and you're just like, oh my God, what's happened? Yeah. And it's being able, like I'm sharing this now with people, with the viewers, with the listeners for the fact of saying, I can talk about it because it's 10 years now. And it's taken me 10 years to get to a point where I will talk openly about all of this. Like I will talk to my nan about it, my aunt about it. Now, I said to my nan the other day, my two little cousins are changing where they've gone through when they've gone through so much stuff and they've had the anger management problems and they're going all crazy and they've been very quiet and I said none because they're coming to terms with things like it was my mum but that was their auntie yeah and I said if that's the rock of the family what do you think they go through mm. there's people in my family that still ain't got acceptance of my mum passing and they just see me yeah and I say to, like they say to me, well, how are you? Like you're her only son, you're mm. her only child. Mm. You like that was you, that was your everything. I said, yeah. I said that's all I have to remember. I said I can't remember the day she died for the rest of my life. Mm. I got to remember what what she did for me when she was here. Mm. And it's such a hard thing to do. Like I'm saying it like it's easy, but it's very, it's really not easy. And it's the whole thing of that mentality, mental block that you have on it, and it's getting to the grips of it and. Not trying to forget about it, not trying to deal with it, but accept it. Yeah. Because the more you accept it, the more your body gets to understand it. Mm-hmm. And I think it changed for me after my first breakup. Yeah. Because the girl I was with at the time, I think that was my biggest mental block for it. Mm-hmm. When I broke up with her, I had to refine myself. Yeah. And I was open to do my own thing. That's when I started going out more. That's when I started seeing more of the world and that's when I started to really find myself yeah. and football got better for me mm-hmm. and I think that's what you see you go through that mental block stage then you find out that okay now I need to do me yeah and it's like I said to you when I go back to one of my friends I remember one of my friends her dad passed away and I messaged her I said I ain't trying to talk to you now just know when you want to talk I'm here yeah and she messaged me like months later <laughs> And she went, hey, like, how you doing? I like, thanks, like, whatever, give me a space. I said, listen, I get it. Yeah. You get to the point where you don't want to talk to no one. But listen, I know what you're going through. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you right now, there's that one advert you cry every time it comes on the TV. And she said, how do you know that? I said, because I know. Mm. It's, it's, it's not a case of I'm going through, like, because I'm crying at things I never used to cry at. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking, like, imagine someone more emotional than me going through the same kind of thing. Yeah. And that's why, like, if you've got friends or family that's gone through things, be there for them. Yeah. You don't need to ask them, are they okay? Because that's the one question everyone always asks when something like that happens. But just say, listen, I'm ready to talk when you are. Yeah. Or, like, if you want to go for a walk, let's go for a walk. And that's why I share with all my friends. I say, listen, it's good, you know. Like, if you're having a hard day, I get it. But you're going to go sleep, rest, and wake up, and tomorrow's another day. Because I will keep saying to people, that's why... The biggest thing I always say to people is, you woke up today. 
Because the, every day someone don't wake up. Mm-hmm. And for today you woke up and you are on this earth and you can just go at it today. Because tomorrow might be you that don't wake up. That's what I say it there, man. Like, it's enough. I can't go on no more, man. <laughs> that, that was a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, bro, thank you, first of all, for that. Thank you so much yeah. for that. Uh, that's a lot. And we want to, we also want to say, based on everything that we've just said now, that we are open as well. If anybody hearing this uh, is feeling some kind of way and, and needs someone to talk to, we are here to just be ears. 100%. We are 100% here just to be ears. Message us, drop us a line, we'll happily just be open. Um, there's never any There's never any pressure or anything like that. We Hopefully, you know, we, we speak from experience and also from a loving and kind place. And that's all, what we're all about. And it's all confidential as well. That's the thing. I think so many people are scared to openly say like, yeah, like I wish the world would end today. Yeah. And right now, the whole reason I said that I'm jumping on this platform because I've been there. Yeah. And... That's just one of my stories I can go through. I can go through so many things I've gone through in life and seen it and seen people go through it, seen people at low points. And it's that whole point of saying like, you know what? You think life sucks now, but do you know how long life can be? It's like I said before, one of our old other episodes, I said before, you can have the worst two years of your life and the next 10, 15 years are magical. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's really true. And I think... Me and you are both a testament to that exact yeah. thing. It can, you can have the two worst years of your life, but of course. through the growth from those two terrible years, you, you can change your life. Yeah. And that's a message that we want to always, always share. Yeah. Always. And it's like, I'll, I'll say, for instance, even now, when I think about three and a half years ago, mm. I was in a jail cell. Let's be real. Mm. Like, I was in a jail cell. Mm. Thought life was over. Mm. Three and a half years today now... Mm-hmm. We're about to make a crazy ass company, bro. Yes, very true. It's very like, true. Crazy ass company. It's very true. <laughs> like, I deep at that, and then I go back from that, and you go three and a half years before that, mom died. Yeah. <laughs> and in the space of all of that, my house burnt down. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> like, and it's just like, at what point will my person watch to say, yeah, life's over? Mm. Life continues to go on. Yep. And this is what we are here for. Yep. So challenge yourself and know the inner you is the better you. Don't ever think just because the day is bad. Just don't ever think because you're having that mental block and you can't talk about it. Things can't change. Oh, 100. 100%. 100%. And I think that's a beautiful place to cap that. To cap that off, I think. 100%. Um, Please hit us up, message us if there's anything you want to talk about and also if there's anything that you feel about the topics that we've just mentioned. Please, we want to know. And if you want to hear more about the topics, like, comment below, put a message in, send it to us on Instagram because the whole reason I tell my story is to make people... The whole reason, like, this episode was made Mm -hmm. was to show people you can talk about things and to who you want to. Like, I put this out here so people can say, oh my God, like, that happened, this happened. I never knew that happened. Yeah. But yeah, but everyone goes through it. Yeah. There's so many people going through much more worse than my story, but my story is just one of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let us know. Please, please do let us know. Bro, now, bring it back up. Come on, bro. We got, we got to finish on a high. We, Let's we tried to finish go. On, we tried to give you guys substance and depth, but we also tried to give you guys 
energy. So, energy, energy, energy. Yo. Yes, sir. <laughs> so to finish, I got one final question for you, kid. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Hit me with it. Name one. for me. I feel like I know the answer to this one. I feel like I know the answer to this one. I'm listening. And I feel like you know the answer to mine. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to change my answer just so I can provide a little bit of difference in the thing. Okay. But yeah, I want to know, as an athlete, as an athlete who's been an athlete for the past decade and more, Yeah. which athlete on this planet inspires you the most? Oh, wee. See, I know yours would be LeBron James. <laughs> So, I'm going to change it. Um, oh, you know what? There's quite a few. There is quite a few. I don't even know who to pick on that one because it could be any one of those players. Mm-hmm. But, do you know Do you know who I'm going to say? say? Because it's not the fact that they inspired me a lot. It's... The momentum shift. You know how we always talk about the momentum shifting? Yep. And I feel when Usain Bolt Ooh. broke the two records yep. back to back, yep. there was a big momentum shift. Yeah. Because I feel when he did that, not Jamaica themselves, mm-hmm. but black people themselves mm-hmm. became bigger in it, bigger in sprinting. Like, they were, don't get me wrong, there's people before him... But it's that, like I said, the momentum shift mm. where it's, okay, someone's run under 10 seconds. Mm. Okay, wait, now you're telling me nine seconds is like what you've got to be looking at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will never forget when he broke it and the commentator saying, but he slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> how do you break this chest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you break a record and slow down? Yeah, 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 it's crazy. And I remember it going for ages and seeing him come back to the next Olympics and do it again. And then seeing Jamaica do the relay, then see the 200 metres and you're like, hold on, what's going on? Yeah. And what I loved about that, it gave so many young kids, Mm. young black kids as well, that energy, that inspiration to say, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think Usain Bolt is an amazing athlete. Yeah, Yeah. And he's my inspiration. Wow, that was yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I like I like how you went went there. And I remember watching that. I think the whole world. That, this is what moment. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. momentum shift is was crazy that year. Yeah. That was like it didn't matter who you was. You could have been a racist of like how the heck this guy slowed down. <laughs> yeah, for like real. literally, you watch that video back. Mm. The guy slowed down with ten meters left mm-hmm. and still broke the record. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because I remember him saying, so if he was running full pace, what would the actual time been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what everybody was talking about for yeah. like four years. That, that, what can this man do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're saying what well, is different, different level, next level. So, yeah, it's obvious for me, I'm either going to go for like a Serena Williams or a LeBron James. Yeah. So I'm actually not going to go for those guys. Because I've spoken a lot on them anyway, right? And so I'm actually going to take it back a little bit. Take it back um, to the good old days, to so 2002, 2003. Yeah. To a man, a Frenchman, known as Thierry Henry. What? Yeah. Oh, come on, you gunners. Gunners. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 100%. Because Thierry Henry, oh, the elegance of that man. When you saw the long shirt and the black gloves, yeah. and you were the opposing team, done, finished. It's over. It's it over. over. Just it don't even over. go onto the pitch at that yeah. point. Just back all the way up. 
Because Thierry Henry did it with a flair, a passion, did it with an energy that I have never seen on that football pitch before. I've never seen like, it. Just, just to clarify, like, just remember, the player he's talking about was a part of the team that went unbeaten when? The Invincibles. Yeah, like, has, uh, has another team done that yet? I don't think so, bro. Yeah. I don't think but so. But they still call us trash. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing that. Let's there. not go there. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. But yeah, the Thierry Henry is the embodiment of what elite looks like for me. And you saw it as well with guys like Dion Sanders. You see yeah. it with Serena Williams. These, these people have such a skill, such an, an elegance, mm-hmm. that they can flash with it. They can flare with it because they're so much better than the next person yeah. that they can add their little moves to it. That's it. You see it with Simone Biles. She, before she does a move on the gymnastics floor, yeah, she'll, she'll give everyone a cheeky smile because she's like, you guys can't do what I'm about to do, so watch yeah. me do this. You know them ones there. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Thierry Henry for me just inspired me and showed me what real showmanship was from an athlete perspective. Well, so yeah, true. I would say Thierry Henry most inspiring athlete for me outside of my Serena Williams, LeBron James, like top tier, hey, top tier, hey. top tier, top tier. And I've got a final question Ooh. that's just coming in my brain. I thought, what a good question. And obviously, mine's about food because okay. we know I'm a massive foodie. Yeah, no. So let's go. What is the three things you have to have in your fridge? Three things I have to have in my fridge? Yeah. Okay, one is oat milk. Oat okay. milk is 100% number one because I have, I have tea, I have cereal. Yep. Can't have them without oat milk. Yep. So, yeah, 100% oat milk. And I actually prefer the flavour of oat milk more than any other milk. I don't, yep. know, I don't know about you, but like, oat milk, as just a glass of oat milk, is a winner. Yep. So, oat milk is number one. Um, number two... You know what? It's funny because before I went vegan, it would have been cheese because you can pop cheese on anything like pasta or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. But I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say cheese anymore. That's where it used to be. Now, bro, I have this thing uh, from a company called Pizza Pilgrims, and they make pizzas like for delivery, but they mm-hmm. also make pizzas that you can cook yourself. Bro, I every week now I get a pizza. Did I not a boy Stez? Is this one that boy Stez did? I don't know. Did he do it as well? Well, he did. He, cause I know he ordered it for work, okay. and he um, and literally you do it yourself. So it comes with like the dough. You yeah. pull it on and you put it in the pan. It's a deep pan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, continue. Explain. Yeah. Continue. So literally, like like uh, Fave just said there, they they bring you a pizza box. You open the pizza box and instead of the actual pizza in there, you have the dough, you have the marinara sauce, yeah. you have the herbs. If you get, you can get different ones. So some come with cheese, some yeah, come with yeah, mushrooms yeah. and stuff, and you you can make it yourself. Yeah. And the process of making it is incredible. It's super simple, but it still feels like you're cooking, you're chefing up. Um, it's awesome. If it's I've done it, it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so good. And the flavours are incredible. And you can do whatever you want, you customise it. So I'd say a pizza. And I'm not saying just Pizza Pilgrims because, you know, they don't sponsor us, but please do if you want to. But um, any, yeah. any homemade pizza as yeah, definitely. We'll find a little description. We'll yeah. put it down there somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will, we will, we will. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then finally, you know what? This te- technically isn't in the fridge, it's in the freezer. Okay, but, uh, I'll, I'll give you that. We'll yeah, give you that. But it's Ben & Jerry's Vegan Chocolate Brownie Ice Cream. Well, you were with the vegan things. Yes, sir. That, that vegan, vegan, or, vegan or not vegan, that's the best Ben & Jerry's ice cream. Don't at me. Wow. Big statements. Yes, sir. So, bro, okay. what do you in your fridge? I, so, the number one thing I have to have in my fridge, yeah, and I get so annoyed when it's like in my fridge, is fresh juice. Fresh juice. And it's got to be... What juice? Come on. Now, I, we're going to see. I'm, I'm going to put this one on Insta. Okay. Orange juice with bits or no bits. That's the question. Bits or no bits? Now, I'm, I'm a with bits guy because the reason why I like orange juice with the bits is because mm. it seems fresh. Mm-hmm. For real! Yeah. For real though! Uh, it feels like it's actually come from the fruit. Right. Yeah. So if you get orange juice with no 
bits in it, that means what? It's got sieved out some more. Like, it's been filtered. I'm like, I don't know what you filtered it with. Like, yeah. I don't know what you did to my orange juice. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, I like my orange juice with bits okay. or with like a good apple juice, cloudy, of course. Uh, and then after that, it'd probably be pineapple juice. Okay, pineapple yeah. juice is nice, yo. Yeah. But you know, you know, um, the one thing, I, the wrong thing I don't like about pineapple juice or pineapples in general is there are there are enzymes in pineapple that that eat away at, at like cuts and things like that. So if yeah. you have any cuts in your mouth when you have pineapple, it's really painful. So that's why it stings all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you, so make sure if you're having pineapple, you don't have any cuts in your mouth. Make sure your mouth doesn't have any cuts. Otherwise, it's gonna be painful. Nuggets, tips every day. Let's go. Okay, so we've said we've said fresh juice. What else? Yeah. Um. Because I'm fancy with it, probably coconut water. Oh, coconut water, I yeah. like that. And see, like, I would like tea. See, I would have said cheese as well, but I don't think cheese is like I'd have to have in my fridge. I'm thinking like, you know, it's me in my house, yep. and I need my go-to things in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Now, because I'm a chef, I don't have like, I just whip up anything, innit? Yep. Like, so I'm going to go with fresh lemon. Fresh Lemon. And do you know why? Yeah. It's for the fact of when you wake up in the morning, yep. they say hot water and lemon mm. clears the body. Yeah. Cleanses the body. Yeah. So for me, having a fresh lemon in every morning will always go into my mind and goes, you need to have that first. You know why that's fascinating? Because every single day I wake up, yep. my my flatmate, Ethan, he makes... And Ethan's been on this podcast before, been on the videos before. You know who he is. Yeah, you guys know Ethan. You know he, who he is. He makes a ginger, ginger, lemon and honey Let's go. tea every morning. Yeah. From scratch, he cuts up the ginger, he slices the lemon, he pours in the honey. And it's beautiful. And yeah. I completely I completely can back that. I have felt wonderful and it does cleanse the yeah. body. So yeah, I 100% back fresh yeah. lemon in that list. Yeah. So you can see with my three things, obviously there's not much food in there because... The reason why, I'm a very early bird person. So, for me, I need something to go in the morning. I don't really want to eat as well that early in the morning. So, I no. just want some kind of fluids to get me going, to get yep. me started. And, yeah, that's what it would be for me, really. I like that. Bro, that was a, that was a, great, that was a great question. Yeah. And for you guys, what do you have in your fridge? What are the three things that you must always yeah, think have about in it. your you know, fridge? Raise, raise it up in your group chats or, yes, you know, raise it up to your family and see what everyone picks. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be fun to see what people pick. Repost this video and see what people comment. Yeah, I say what we made that clip out and we'll clip this out. We'll throw it, throw that in there. Yeah, um, bro, it's been it's been emotional. Yeah, it's been of depth and hopefully of some kind of practical lessons and teachings that you guys can take away. Yeah, uh, it's been incredible. It's also been our longest podcast, um, which I'm very proud to say. I think it's I think it's been absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, we're right. almost yeah. touching that hour mark. So, guys, if you have any feedback, let us know. If you have any information for us, let us know, please. And if you need to someone to talk to, please reach out. Please yeah. reach out with him. Or find someone to reach out to. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. As you, as, you, as you saw, I shared a lot of, like, personal things. Yeah. I don't do it often because I don't like to share so much, but yeah. for this episode, it had to be done. Yeah. And I hope everyone finds someone they can actually share what's going on with them and how they're going through things. You don't always have to take to social media. Sometimes just a chat with a friend or a text message will do. Yeah. So guys, please look out for each other yeah. and we will see you very soon. We out. We Let's go. Out. Thank you very much. Peace.